Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Stay on Target. I am your host this week, alongside the fabulous Cody Moffat. What's up? I'm here to replace Chris again. Chris could not be on the podcast this week, and uh, we'll, we'll catch up with him next week. But... Cody is here, and that's very exciting, you know? This yeah. is the second time you've been on in two weeks, or I guess the third, the second time you've been on in three weeks. That's what it is. I'm making so, another run at Chris's position here. I mean, you know, if you keep going at this rate, you know, it's. It, I feel like then the other thing is, like, the thing to do stra- strategically would be to, like, you know, basically just, like, slide yourself in in my place sometimes, and then his, and like, you know, so that way it's just, like, all of a sudden, you now outnumber both of us, you know, individually. <laughs> like, I'm just, I replace you and Chris at the same time. Yeah, I mean, and you could probably just record a podcast by yourself, talking to yourself, you know? I don't know. That would yeah. be, that'd be, a- Bill Burr does that. <laughs> right now, I'm just trying to like wedge in. So, like, you find the cracks in the armor and like <laughs> you look for like who is the weaker right brother, right? <laughs> so, like, obviously. Oh man, but you know, that's that. We're gonna be talking about the PlayStation VR. I like so Elden Ring just came out, and so like I just had this this image of like you as like one of the like Elden Ring kind of looking people and like fighting those ridiculous looking monsters, and me and Chris as those ridiculous monsters. <laughs> like, what's their weak point? Just Chris as like a bridge troll or something. <laughs> And me is like a, you know, just a, just some sort of like a, a, a dragon beast, you know, it's like, oh no, some spidery looking thing. Ah! Um, yeah. anyway, uh, but we're going to be talking about PlayStation VR. They finally, like you, we actually know what the unit looks like now. Um, yep. and, and some additional details about it. Um, but, uh, but, but we're, but first, like, what have you been up to in the last like couple of weeks since you've been on the show, Cody? Uh, I'm still playing Nobody Saves the World. Actually, I finished it. Dude, yeah. You texted me the other day and you were like, I beat it. <laughs> Nobody Saves the World. That game was a blast. I think it took me like 20 hours, but I didn't do like every mission and I'm kind of regretting it now. But now I get the new game plus. So, Ooh. of course, I uninstalled it because I'm done with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, I, I unlocked this new mode and immediately uninstalled the game. So, when you do new game plus, I just started one just to see what it was. You like have all the forms unlocked already, and I'm like, that was the whole like point of the game to me to like yeah. the progression. Like once I got all the forms unlocked, I like kind of stopped caring a little bit. Yeah, that, I feel like that was the like the the fun of it for me was like, hey, do these challenges, and you get this like cool little reward of like a new form or a new like, hey, you can combine new powers together or whatever. Like, and that was kind of the main draw for me too. Like, uh, and and yeah, it's it's so okay. So the game has an egg that you find like pretty early on as an egg form and it's super weak, right? Yep, yep. What's the final egg form? What is uh, what hatches out of the egg? I feel like that's like spoilers if I oh, tell no. you. Oh. Do you want to okay, know? I, well, I I, I want to know, but maybe we should talk after at the air because like that that was one of those things where I was like I was like, man, like I almost want 
I almost want to like make a point to like just f- like mainline this game so I can find out what that form <laughs> is. Do you know how to do you know how to unlock the the egg form? Well, I sat in like the egg like rolled into a uh, <laughs> rolled into a nest at one point. Yep. I was like, and then a, a big bird came and sat on me for a second, and and then it flew away. And I was like, maybe maybe there's more of these around the world. Yep. Yeah, it's okay. just like you find like all the nests, and that's like there's no other like quest for the egg. You just do the, <laughs> you just so do like, that until literally... you get to S rank, and it and then you unlock. That's amazing because like a lot of all the other forms, it's always like, oh, you have to unlock uh, level rank B of like this, the magician form and the zombie form or whatever, and it'll unlock another third form um, from those. So this one's literally just like you find those nests and you're done. Yeah, I think I think you have to like get other forms up to like rank B, like two other forms. Makes sense. Makes sense. But uh, yeah. So how tell- was the in- how was the end of the game? Was it super hard? It was actually like way easier than the rest of the game. I was super surprised. I mean, I'm really, really good at video games now, apparently. <laughs> like, I just beat Fortnite. I don't know. Dude, if... we talked about it last time you were on yeah. the show. You won Fortnite, you know? I won you, Fortnite. Uh, yeah. Uh, Done. I've defeated Chris. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm terrible at video games. And uh, that's like the first game I've beaten in a long time. Uh, but yeah, the ending was pretty easy for me. Last boss was easy. That's awesome. The there are, were some like as I was going through the game, there were like I would encounter these dungeons and they'd be like level seventy, and I like look up at my level. And I'm like level fifteen, and I'm like, hmm, I'm gonna come back later. I started. Did you, uh, ha- did you have to do those in order to like finish, finish, finish the game? Like the the door unlocks. Yeah, like the the random dungeons where you like pass them and like uh, it's like oh this one has like specific restrictions or like whatever like they were like challenge almost like they were super uh, high level dungeons and I was like I don't know if I'm ever gonna be ever gonna be up at the level. That, I think that there's only a few dungeons that you have to beat to like win the game to like progress the story to the end. Makes so sense, I could makes I sense. could go back and like load my save file and do those, but I'm kind of I'm kind of done with it. Yeah, I mean, you unlocked all the forms. That's that was the end game. That was the yeah. That was the true journey. I got the plot because the plot's super important, and, and of course, it's not really, but like, it's just pretty funny. I like games that are like kind of funny like that. Those are the like those are the only games I actually finished like that and like the South Park games because super super tongue in cheek. You know, it's not like super serious. You're not like you know. I mean, obviously, you're saving the world in this one, so that's super serious. Because like the reward is I get to laugh at like this goofy stuff as I go sense. on. And honestly, like it's it, like comedy in video games, I feel like is, is somewhat of a, of, of a underutilized um, thing. A lot of times, like I, like sometimes like I'll encounter a video game and I'm like, Oh man, that was a genuinely hilarious video game. But like a lot of times, like they're just, you know, they're not, they're not super funny, you know? <laughs> Yeah, just like funny games. Bring me more funny games. We need more funny games. Um, well, this week I have been playing Horizon Forbidden West, which is you know uh, not a comedy of a of a uh, video game, but it is a really fun video game so far. It's a uh, it's you know basically like Horizon Zero Dawn, but with more options and everything. Like the, there's a lot of the pain points that have been taken out of it. Um, which I appreciate, uh, like even just open world design, uh, modern open world design. It feels like a lot of that has been like smoothed over. So, for instance, 
I'll be like exploring some cave, diving down, and and then it will literally tell me like, she'll say something like, "Oh, I don't have the tools that I need to complete this challenge yet," you know. <laughs> and so oh, like, good. then I'll be like, "Well, I'm just gonna come back later because thank you for respecting my time, video game." Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, most I, of the time I just try really hard to make a jump continually, and then I found out you get like jet boots later on or something <laughs> like. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I was literally like, di- I, I had dove down into this like water and was swimming down deep. And I was like, it's like, there's something down there. I can see it. And, but I kept like, like, like drowning. <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, after the first time, I, uh, I went super deep. It was like, she was, she came back up and she was like, I don't have what I, do what I need to get down that deep. Oh, so Aloy yeah. tells you. Okay. Yeah. So it, it doesn't was, take you completely out. It's not like some narrator's like, <laughs> yeah. go level up or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, a voice comes over your over uh, your intercom and goes, "Well, um, it doesn't appear that you have the right tools for this." <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it's kind of like in world uh, situation, dude. Um, the thing I will say, like, there's a lot of things about it that are like improved from the other one. The climbing is a little bit more free, but like, I really wish. That they had like Breath of the Wilded this thing, um, okay. like completely. Like so, the way that it works in in the previous game was that it would be basically like an Uncharted situation where like you can see on the mountain the path that you have to take, and you can't climb anything else. Like you have to use the single okay. path to get up there. Um, and it's like ah, oh, that was kind of boring. This one, what it does is it will uh, give you like a lot of options like hey i can like i can climb a large portion of this thing but the thing that it doesn't do is like there is like a like you'll look at a, a rock face and there'll be like a big path that goes up and it'll be like branch and stuff but then right next to that path that you can climb is a texture that looks exactly the same that you can't climb oh <laughs> and uh and so you have to like constantly kind of use your detective vision like your scan to like tell well, hey what can i climb here and I feel like it's like, well, you have the climbing animation. Like, why, why wouldn't it have been simpler rather than programming in like, hey, here's the paths you can take. Wouldn't it have been simpler to just like do a system, like develop a system like Breath of the Wild for this, like a stamina system or something? Because mm-hmm. um, as it is, it's like there's no stamina. It's like you just kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to climb up this rock face. And then you just kind of aim a direction and press A every once in a while to like go up higher and higher. So I don't know. It's uh, That was the one thing where I was like, I kind of wish more games. And honestly, there's only one game I can think of that has like used the Breath of the Wild kind of like stamina system, which gamifies climbing. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I just, I just wish more games would do that. So I can you know. kind of get it because like, there's a lot of testing that would have to go on to make sure that you can't get it in like a state where you like are stuck. I guess you have like save games. You could always reload. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess like also like with this game, because it's so narrative driven, like breath of the wild, not, not a super narratively driven game. Like it's got some no. cool stories in it, but not like you're not having like cut scenes all the time. Um, this game, like there are definite points where it's like, if you climb, like if you were to like basically skip, one like checkpoint in the story mission quote unquote it might like throw off the whole thing a little bit um like or or break break kind of the storytelling immersion a little bit but so i get that i guess but uh yeah it's just like i feel like i feel like i wish more games would come up with some sort of a a free climbing solution for that type of thing yeah um the other game that does do that is uh is an indie game 
Um, and it's uh, it's it's called. Um, oh man, I'm I'm, only, I'm I'm completely blanking on the name of it. Um, Hawks Peak. Oh man, that's the name of the mountain that you're climbing. Oh man, what is it called? <laughs> I think it's called uh, Skyrim. <laughs> you can climb anything in there. I mean, with with Skyrim, you can climb anything if you just jump enough times. Yeah, right. It's a you little know? indie game. Skyrim. Yeah, it's a totally, totally an indie game. You know, it's only on a couple of platforms though, not on every platform. Oh, a short hike. It's called a short hike. Um, but yeah, so like, there's only a few games that do that stamina system like super well. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm playing that game. I've also been uh, like, now that I guess like as of 24 hours ago, whenever Elden Ring got like tens from almost every outlet that like reviewed it i've been like man should i should i play that game at some point which i probably will wait for a sale because i like dark souls games have just never appealed to me at all yeah i'm and really so, bad at video games so <laughs> so yeah the elden ring thing of like hey you know let's uh it, it kind of like creates an open world around a dark souls game it's like it doesn't i don't know if that i don't know if that, how much that appeals to me but we'll you know i'll probably find out if it hits a sale at some point uh, maybe i've heard holiday. it's more i've heard it's like more forgiving like for like a general audience yeah like i've heard like basically like hey if you can't beat a boss you can try to run past it yeah like you can <laughs> run away yeah, like you can get away and like go level up somewhere else and come back, you know, later and maybe it'll be easier or maybe like you'll just run past it and it'll be okay, you know, like just just sprint by and maybe maybe they won't chase you. <laughs> That's how I play every game. I mean, like, you know, just sprint by or hope they glitch out and I can shoot them for an hour from like a <laughs> hundred yards away. <laughs> just like poke your head up, shoot an arrow. Poke yeah. your head up, shoot an arrow. Yeah, dude. I uh, there was one. So Red Dead Redemption Online, the first game, not Red Dead Redemption 2 Online, but Red Dead Redemption 1 Online had an achievement attached to it where you had to have like your wanted level at a certain point for a certain duration of time. And so in that one, you're in this open world and with a bunch of other players. And whenever your wanted level goes up, not only do like NPCs uh, come after you to take you out, the other players can come and take you out and claim the bounty or whatever. Oh, and so cool. to like keep your wanted level above like a certain level for 10 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever the achievement was, was incredibly difficult. But I discovered that there was one alleyway that had like one way in and one way out. And that, that game, you couldn't like climb on the rooftops or anything like that. And so literally I just sat in this hall, like in this alleyway with one other player, like a random player that I have wasn't on voice chat with or whatever, but was like doing the same thing as me. And we were just aiming down, down this hallway. And there's this one alleyway with one way in one way out. And as soon as people would walk by, we would just like take shots at them. <laughs> and nice. so like at the end of this, like however long there was just like so many like people just like that were like at the funnel at the other end of this alleyway, just waiting for us to come out. <laughs> Everybody's just trained on this one alleyway. Why don't you come a, out, John? I mean, we came out eventually because it's like, well, what are you going to do once you get the achievement? If we got just the achievement, I was like, let me go out guns blazing. Just a bunch of dudes with handlebar mustaches and shotguns <laughs> at the end of an alley. <laughs> yeah, time's literally, up. you know, it's just like tombstone, you know, <laughs> just, <laughs> 
So man. is Forbidden West, that one's PS5 exclusive, right? Uh, so it's on PS4 as well, which is supposedly it looks really good on PS4. On PS5, it is gorgeous. Um, I've, I've only encountered like a few glitches or whatever where like there's pop in or something like that. But dude, the game is like is so gorgeous. The uh, the textures on like people's uh, skin oh, and yeah. like, you know, the the textures of the like the plants, like there's so much foliage at one point. And I was standing there like looking at the lights come through the jungle treetops and you could see like the the rays of sun coming down and the, the wind would blow and it would blow all these leaves. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, this so is cool. like this is so gorgeous. Um I'm very impressed with uh, with the way that ne- like next gen. I was like kind of halfway skeptical of because I was like, ah, games are already look pretty good, and uh, but like next gen looks so good, man. I was so. thinking about that today because I'm a nerd, obviously. But I was like, have we reached like the peak like of graphics? Like, I feel like everybody always like I've thought that before too. Where like I, yeah. in the past, like I've been like, oh man, how can things look better? You know, um, but then they do like, yeah. you know, lighting, like the thing that I am impressed by that, like in the last few games that I've played is, is reflections and lighting, um, where like, I'll look at the water and then you see like the surface of the water is reflecting this, like these other things, but then underneath you can look past that and you see like the rocks and stuff and things moving. Mm-hmm. Down. It's like, it's just like the depth is intense. So control was that way. Whenever I was playing control with uh, ray tracing mode on or whatever, like looking into like, into a window like you would be i would just be looking back at my own reflection and then you know past it out at the uh you know the chaos happening out past the window oh yeah control looks amazing i'm the thing i want like like graphically is like better physics Mm. like when people like when things collide or like a hand touches something for it to like Mm -hmm. flex as you expect it to like yeah. more complex, like skeletal models. Yeah, the thing about Horizon Forbidden West and the original Horizon that is both like that. I just like I just accept it at this point. Is uh, Aloy the main character? Aloy's hair, like her hair, is like super like long and flowing, right? Mm-hmm. And like the physics engine that's on her hair is like whenever she moves her hair, like sometimes it'll like you know like like go like man did a huge gust of wind just happen there you know like what you know her hair is like super flowing which is better than if it was just completely stiff or whatever but uh but still sometimes i'm like man this is like it's a little bit more movement than you would you would expect with like long hair with with hair or anything you know i think when those arkham games came out they were talking about like it took so long to code batman's flowing cape <laughs> like like years of scientists research centers universities <laughs> dude like yeah that would be really hard because like it's it's like the size of his entire body and it's like you don't like batman isn't gonna get tripped by by his cape so it's like you don't want it to you don't want it to flow the wrong ways i don't know that's that's really funny i just i i kind of envision it looking like a, a sleeping bag on him at some points <laughs> Just all wrapped up. The bat bag. <laughs> the bat cocoon. <laughs> but that is what I have been up to this week, Cody. Um, but uh, so we're going to talk about PlayStation VR. But first, the news! The news, Cody. Speaking of things uh, that look good, Cyberpunk 2077 
is finally out on next-gen consoles, um, and they've essentially, uh, like I, I was reading about it, I was reading from uh, from Eurogamer, their um, their tech division, where they were saying that basically these patches are the patches that uh, that they should have launched with. Like this is the state that the game should have uh, should have launched in, rather than a year ago or whatever it did, like, more than a year ago. Um, but these are kind of like, hey, you know, these patches make them look right, makes it perform correctly. And, uh, and so, like, if you purchased Cyberpunk 2077 on a sale over the last year or whatever, and uh, you have a next-gen console, go ahead and give it an update and check, check it out. I, uh, I know Chris um, has it, but has been putting off playing it until this update. <laughs> That's probably why he's not here today. Dude, he's probably just you know in, engulfed in uh, in Night City in, in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Cyber Chris twenty seventy seven. I mean, you know, and then next week, you know, we'll we'll have to hear from him and be you know see see what his uh, his review of the game is. Um, but yeah, like because it hit like ridiculous sales like over the holidays. Um, it was like you know. I think like 15, 20 bucks, something like that. And, uh, and so if you picked it up for that, that price and, uh, they had provide the next gen patch for free. And so go ahead and update that. The, uh, the performance kind of review is that in 60 frames per second mode, uh, it doesn't have ray tracing, but the ray tracing in 30% frames per second mode only really happens indoors. And, okay. uh, so play it in performance mode. So, um, yeah, and it, I, I'm super interested in that game. I am also interested in the fact that like it came out and was it was such a mess, and like it took a year to get to the point where it should have been at launch. So, just should have been delayed by like a year. It's just a, a fascinating high profile example of a, of a misstep. That's just how things are, man. Release yeah. it broken, fix it live, <laughs> dude. So many times, like even like. Even Horizon Forbidden West, like I was seeing, like the developer was like, "Yeah, we've got patches incoming for you know some bug fixes, blah blah blah." And I guess like that's nice because like back in the day, like you games would get released and they would just like that's the game. Yeah, like what was the the game? Final cartridge. Yeah, there was some game that that Dad, uh, it was Raiders of the Lost Ark on Atari twenty six hundred or whatever, and Dad played through that like so many times, but at the end. He could never like it was. There must have been some bug um, where the it would never dig. He would uh. always like pull out the shovel and like you know select dig because here's where I need to dig, and it would all like never would work. And so he would just be stuck. And it's like, well, guess I beat the game. Woohoo! <laughs> you know. I think I heard that's part of why Atari failed. Like Nintendo like overlorded like what was allowed to be li- uh, released on its system, and Atari didn't. Yeah. That's right. That's right. The uh, well, also like you know the Atari thing, so the the arcade crash had a lot to do with some of that, like the Atari kind of thing failing. So, because a lot of their stuff, their business was arcade business, and so whenever that kind of went away, it's like okay, well, yeah. no, you know, Nintendo had had such a corner on the the home market too. So, um, but yeah, dude, like Nintendo, like there was the the Nintendo high profile Nintendo one was I think there was like some. Uh, game where you had to mail your like if you encountered a specific bug you could mail your cart or your memory card to Nintendo 
and they would like patch it. <laughs> like, they That's would awesome. fix your save file and mail it back to you and uh get you unstuck because i think there was like some if you did a certain like things in a certain order you could get locked in a room in like uh metroid or something like that samus Uh. could literally get locked in a room and so you could you would have to like get a new patch or get a different save from uh from nintendo to to continue somebody got fired at nintendo for that i I mean maybe (laughs) um or it's just like well who you know we didn't play test that specific series of events, you know? So, yeah. Or it so happens like, to such a, such a small number of people. So I kind of wonder, like, is it fair to criticize like the continual patching like day one? I mean, cyberpunk 2077 was like, that was egregious, but yeah. games are so complex now. Mm. They're more like the, the crews that make games like are bigger than movies. And it takes like half a decade to make a great game sometimes yeah dude and like the thing about like game development is it's just it seems like even more of a miracle you know than it ever has been because like you have so many like you said so many different people so many different teams and they all have to like everything has to come together perfectly at the end yeah um and uh but yeah dude that's you know bugs are hilarious sometimes like the cyberpunk bugs aside from like the lost saves and the crashing games and things like that some of those bugs were really funny where like um like the the cars like floating away like and stuff like that so just random people t-posing in a bar (laughs) yeah you walk into a room and everybody's everybody's like a t-pose and you're like wow this is this is really (laughs) disappearing yeah, unnecessarily creepy. Yeah, it was. I think there was like a thing where like the the there's people chasing uh, somebody and they literally just spun around, and then every like they would be gone, <laughs> they would disappear because they like they weren't looking at them. They just got garbage dumped from memory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just, <laughs> just like can't handle the memory. Um, the other piece of news that I have uh, is so Jason Schreier, uh, who is you know known for their scoops in the uh, games industry um, posted uh, an article in uh, Bloomberg earlier this week. And it was for the first time in two decades, call of duty will skip a year. Activision has delayed 2023's game made by Treyarch uh, to 2024. Um, sources tell Bloomberg uh, it's a shocking move that will have a massive impact on the franchise and the industry. So um, go check out that article. If, uh, if you're interested in that, I thought it was funny because, because, you know, Activision being, you know, potentially purchased. I mean, it's all but all but insured at this point, but it's potentially being purchased by Microsoft. And then, then like right before that happens or right before Microsoft takes over, it'll be the first year that Call of Duty kind of misses something, um, which is super interesting. And that's that's part of the whole like game development is hard situation. And also the like, you know, people, the fact that like, you know, Activision is uh <laughs> <laughs> has been terrible to their employees and their employees are uh, are are leaving oh my gosh it's worse than i thought i'm not gonna repeat the stuff i saw but like i was watching i i saw on reddit like a list of some of like the egregious stuff at activision blizzard and it was like worse than i could have imagined i was like oh, dude it's yeah it's it's horrifying uh what what you know has happened and what what the leadership was aware of over there so um but people can go check that out if they want <laughs> Sorry to bring the whole thing down. It's it's a bit of a you know as, as I was reading through, it, I was like, mm, this is a this is a, you know really really terrible stuff. So uh, so be be uh, be aware. Content warning there. Um, but 
I also wanted to say the uh, you know as far as like Call of Duty goes, I feel like those games, the quality and the fact that like the the last few games I feel like have have been reportedly like really crunched where it's like oh like we're not gonna make it bring in a, this other development team to fix it or like whatever and so it, it doesn't surprise me that they're taking off a year i feel like this is uh a situation where it's like this was bound to happen and every w- franchise i read about that releases yearly people complain because it's just not enough time pokemon they they have like constant releases yeah and it's just like little changes and people get upset and it's just like they never pull it together and make something awesome. Yeah, and the thing is, like, those games, like, they still sell really, you know, really well. But, yeah, you're right. Like, essentially, I think it was, like, it was one of the, the sports games. Um, there was some interview with one of the sports games developers where they were like, well, basically, because you have to have, like, code locked by a certain point and you're just doing bug fixes after a certain point, you really only have, like, 10 months of a development yeah. cycle in that case. Like, because the last sense. two is, like, is just bug fixing. And, and like, so you can't really change much. <laughs> and so it's like people talking about, oh, it's just a roster update or whatever. And it's like, well, somewhat that's kind of true. <laughs> so, um, but the thing is they sell ridiculously well. And, uh, you know, until, until the, the money dips, a lot of times those companies will just continuously put those things out um, until people stop buying them in, you know, whatever, you know, either half finished or, uh, or kind of, feature new feature list state that they're kind of in um which happened to like ubisoft like on, on a couple of games and like they whenever they start took started taking breaks like it got better like the assassin's creed franchise got a lot better whenever they took a year off in between so geez i wonder if you could do that with madden that just seems like you you just can't do that with a sports game the with the way they've got them set up like now yeah dude I mean, like, it's the, the the yearly rosters. It's funny because, like, with the uh, the Nintendo Switch uh, version of FIFA, they literally are using the like you you'll pay sixty dollars for a roster update. That's that's what it is. Like, it's the same game, same engine, same everything, same bugs, but it's the but it's just different players. It's you know, and so don't sense. ever buy a FIFA on Switch. <laughs> that makes sense, but I mean, that's like. A ton of money for just a oh, roster dude. update. Yeah, for literally different different names and and switching teams and stuff. So yeah, it's uh it's hilarious. Um, that is the news. Why'd you say that so mean to me? <laughs> I did I did point at you whenever I did it, and I was like, this feels really weird. This feels very strong. Um, <laughs> VR, Cody, you. Yeah have a vr headset correct i have the quest 2 and i had nice. the uh the the oculus rift cv is it the cv one you plug it into your pc gotcha so is that the one so then the quest 2 is the one that you don't plug into your yep your it's PC. like a standalone it's got some kind of like android like operating system and uh it's super cool you can plug it into your pc if you want nice. that graphical boost, or you See, can do I feel like that's wireless. Super nice. That's like that's like the best of both worlds. Like I've got this app, Virtual Desktop, and then I think Facebook slash Meta released their own version of that. So like you can stream from your PC over Wi-Fi, and the latency. I think I've got like a Wi-Fi six router. Latency is not bad. Like I don't notice it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, the uh, so the the PlayStation VR. 
whenever they they initially kind of like revealed some of the details about it this it's been a, a strange like drip feed of information which i guess they sort of did with the ps5 too now that i think about it where they like they released it in a blog poster like hey here's the some details about the next playstation um and that's kind of what they've been doing here today they, they or i guess it was yesterday they released details and a picture of what the headset is going to look like um for the playstation vr we previously had had some of the specs and we previously had seen like a an an image of the the new controller um but like this is like the headset and things like that and and it basically i saw it and i was like it looks looks like an updated version of the playstation vr headset it looks like the quest to me like the controllers are or the quest 2 Mm-hmm. It, the controllers are very similar to the Quest 2's controllers. Well, and they're, they're like that makes sense to me because it's like they're pretty comfortable. Like those types of controllers, like with the yeah. with the kind of uh, the guard around them, are mm-hmm. pretty comfortable. Like you kind of reach into the, you know this uh, circle, this kind of ring, and uh, like that that was was comfortable on the uh, on the Quest 2, which you know is it. Yeah, I feel like that is. Uh, a major improvement from the PlayStation VR controllers before, which were just the, the PS Move controllers. Yeah, which I don't think those even had analog sticks, which makes like <sighs> one of them around. Did. One of them okay, did. Okay, yeah. one of them did. Okay, yeah. So like another thing that's cool about the like controllers that encircle your hand when mm-hmm. you punch the wall, like you're going in hard. <laughs> <laughs> like. You're not necessarily going to break your hand as much. It, you, you'll probably break the controller first. So that's cool. I mean, that's, that's, that's a your positive. TV. It's, yeah, it slows down the momentum of your hand as you're... And any, like, pets and children that you have, like, that's oh, like gosh. brass knuckles that you're taking. So, dude, like, it just, like, yeah, that's the thing about VR that I, I feel like... Uh, even when the limited times that I've used it, I have actually hit something like, you know, uh, whenever I did my first, like the first experience with it, I was like in a, in a Best Buy or whatever. And whenever they, they had, they brought them around, had the tour going and, uh, and like they kept me away from everybody. But every time I've tried it in, in someone's home, it's like, I end up hitting a bookshelf or like, you know, something like a chair, uh, somebody just walking by, you know, and, and it just freaks you out. So the Quest 2 has a pretty good feature, like you draw boundaries. Mm. So if you get near the boundaries, like it'll ah. throw up like a virtual wall and let you know. I and it'll that. like I warn that. you. I think they've got some other features because they have the cameras. Supposedly yep. they warn you if like a pet walks into your area and the camera sees it, like there's been a change in the environment around you. Dude, that because so that, that would be pretty scary. Like, you know, if you <laughs> trip over something, some, uh, you know, being walking by you know they do like cat and when you set up your environment they like they have uh like red markers to say like hey this isn't the way you might want to move it so you don't like trip on it so they they do a pretty good job at like mitigating that that's awesome as good as well Um, as they can do and like as far as as far as the specs of this one go like because we already knew about some of the specs i was like looking at how it compares to some of the other ones and it looks like it's it compares like it's a pretty nice headset. Like the uh, the yeah. screen definition was higher than some of the other ones, and the refresh rate was good. Like it looked like it, the specs pretty much like are top of the line for what you would expect from a, a VR headset. Yeah. So we're looking at the uh, the IGN like specs here. That's right. With a comparison between PSVR one, Oculus Quest two, Valve Index, and PSVR two, and PSVR two is like 
kind of dominating the pixels per eye. The display is OLED as opposed to like the Quest 2's uh, LCD screen. The refresh rate being 120 is really nice. It's got um, inside-out tracking, which yes. is, uh, it means you don't have to have like base towers set up. It just knows where you're at based on cameras and using like, similar to the Oculus Quest 2. Field of That's view awesome. is 110 degrees. So yeah, it's so 20 it's degrees more. more than, yeah, it's more than the Oculus Quest 2, but it's less than the Valve Index, so that's interesting. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, they know that like this is going to be powered by the PS5. Right, right. So and that's can, the other thing that I that is a bummer is you have to plug it in. <laughs> yeah. And I I think I saw in some like VR YouTubers they were talking about like they've kind of designed it looks like they've designed it so that the wire goes like over your back. Mm, so maybe they're envisioning nice. you like facing away from the ps5 and you're like tv so when you do punch you're like you're gonna run into the coffee table before yeah you're hitting your couch you know it's yeah, a little bit softer hit, yeah you hit <laughs> the couch puncher experience <laughs> the first game they come out with <laughs> the couch. just a virtual couch but you know you just put your put your normal couch in in that position and you're good but it um, looks like a quest 2 with upgraded specs but wired yeah, but wired. And, and then the other, the other, only other bummer that I saw is that there's no built-in speakers. Because I actually, on the Oculus Quest 2, like, I really liked the built-in speaker jet. Like, being able to, like, have that surround kind of audio without feeling like I'm just completely isolated in headphones was actually, like, super nice. So There's no built-in speakers. Oh, that's awful. Okay. Just a headphone jack. Yeah, it's kind of one of yeah. those, like, oh, man, that's, that, that is, is a bit of a bummer there. So, yeah. I was really hoping they would do wireless because, like, I didn't Same. think wireless was that big of a deal because I used the previous, like, CV1. But then I got the Quest 2, mm -hmm. and I'm using that, like, through virtual desktop wirelessly for my PC. And it's, like, such a much better experience. Yeah, dude. It, like, and the, the, the wireless thing, I was like, oh, man, is that because they, like, are... Obviously, they're using the po processing power of the, the PlayStation... So probably that's what it is. It's just it would be exorbitantly expensive if you had to like include you know some of that processing power on, on the actual device or figure yeah. out a way to lessen it because um, that does that is a super cool feature of the Oculus Quest too. But it does seem yeah. like kind of a unique to that one headset. So like the Quest Two has like a built-in processor and everything that can like decode the signals being sent from your computer and the data being sent from your computer. Whereas yeah. like the PSVR is probably like, it's basically a TV you strapped to your head. Like, <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's pretty dumb compared to like, yeah. And another device it's, I'm sure it's got like some computational power. Like even our controllers do. Oh yeah. Like I was looking at the Xbox controller. I was thinking like this thing probably has more compute power than anything like nasa used to get to the moon like yeah 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 you probably uh yeah the first computer probably could fit inside of a portion of the uh the controllers yeah <laughs> but it would be cool if they did that but yeah the expense would be crazy probably it'd be like i think meta is taking a big hit yeah on the oculus quest 2 like they're taking a big gamble i'm i'm not sure if they're losing a ton of money or not or mm. even losing money at all, but I feel like they are. I, f I feel like like the uh, the benefit there is that like, hey, we're gonna loss lead the hardware, so that way we can you know s sell your information to yeah <laughs> to advertisers and stuff. You know, they um, want to dominate that market. They want to be first to market as like a dominant force. 
Right. Because, like, the Quest 2's, like, specs are actually really great. And, like... They are. You compare it to, like, the Valve Index, which is better, but, like, the Valve Index is $1,000 and requires a PC. Dude, it's so expensive. Yeah. And it also, I think it has external cameras, doesn't it? I don't don't know if this is the inside-out tracking situation. It it has, like, the base station thing. That's right. That's right. And it's wired. It's got a bigger field of view and... Oh, not even better resolution per eye, but generally better, like, better... Yeah. Like the field Everything of view besides is... the res- resolution, I feel like is a little bit better. Yeah. Um, the uh, interesting thing, like in the in the blog post that they revealed, like the, the image of the uh, the PlayStation VR two, they talk about like the design. We're like, oh, we wanted it to be curved and stuff, and it looks like it matches the PlayStation five console. They also like they make a big deal about how this one has like venting ports to where it won't like make your eyes and your face like as sweaty. Um, so, yeah. Like, that's that's kind of nice um from a uh from a design perspective so yeah um, like i've got the quest 2 and i'll play a boxing game right mm-hmm. and like i'm dying six minutes in but like you're fogging up like <laughs> you're sweating i got like the silicone like uh face gasket for the quest 2 so i could not sweat directly into the foam dude totally <laughs> i mean and that's the yeah uh, yeah like whenever i've played it before like it, you know if, if there isn't some sort of like a gap or even if there is like it's, it can get pretty uh pretty steamy inside of those things so hopefully those vents like hopefully they're making a big deal about those makes me you know hopefully that'll that'll solve some of the uh the hot face the hot eyes yeah from your eyes get way too hot uh i'm really excited even though i don't have a ps5 and only like john could afford to <laughs> <laughs> to Dude, well, like the other thing is like how long did it take me to buy one <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i'm just kidding I, about I, that <laughs> i attempted like four times it's it's like a combination of luck <laughs> yeah it's like okay first of all you have to have like you know the 500 sitting 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 around where you're like oh, i i have a heavy you know one i want to be able to buy it. but then you have to be able to like find one available somewhere <laughs> yeah people are following like twitter still to like find one it's been Dude, years well, <laughs> Like the the only way that I was able to do it was like I I like you can sign up for a list on PlayStation on like their PlayStation Direct and like basically they tell you whenever you sign up for that they take into account your your past uh, PlayStation purchase history or whatever like basically it's like they're only gonna offer this to people who who might buy it you know it's like oh you're right and so and you can only buy one per each PlayStation network ID. And like, it's still like I signed up for that before it even came out and it took a year for my name to come up. <laughs> I'm hoping that the way like, uh, so the steam deck is coming out mm-hmm. the 25th. Yeah. And I'm hoping that reservation system they have is, is good. Cause I reserved one. I took John's reservation. That's right. That's that right. He was going to make, I was That's like, right. nah, you don't want a steam deck. And then I reserved it. So I'm waiting on that email from from steve to give me the opportunity to buy it the opportunity yeah because you like you reserve it for a minute and then you like oh you buy it and and then it'll like do you pay for it whenever it ships or is it like you know how does how does all that work i think i don't actually know so it's like five bucks to reserve it right just to i guess that kind of like handles the bot thing to some degree and you have to have a steam account yeah yeah, and then they'll email me and I'll get like a three day window. And in that window, I can actually purchase the unit. But if I don't like it, just, they just move on to the next person. Right. Right. My spot like gets sacrificed. 
that's got to be like the best. Like that's got to be the best way to cut down on like the uh, the speculative buyers. Yeah. Um, you know that 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 market um, because I just like I would look at eBay a lot of times and and like there would be like PlayStation fives on on eBay for a thousand dollars. Like this is this is a ridiculous markup on yeah. uh, buying in like that oh, secondary never. market. It's like don't do this. Um, but yeah. You know, I'm excited for PlayStation VR 2. I am interested because like Astrobot, uh, the Astro's Playroom game came with the PlayStation, and that game is phenomenal. It's like it's it's a pack-in title with the PlayStation That's 5, right. and it's so good. Like it it is the best platformer, like 3D platformer that I've played since Mario Odyssey. And honestly, like it's it's close. To, I. I feel like some of it I like better than Mario Odyssey in a lot of ways. That um, is blasphemy. Uh, I know, right? I haven't played it. I can't, I can't really say, but like, wow. I mean, Mario it, Odyssey is like arguably the best Mario game to ever be released. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, it feels like it feels that good to play. Like as you're jumping around, like it feels like feels that level of like this is this is right uh, as far as platforming goes. Um, but that that game started with a uh, a VR title, uh, Astro Astro's or Astro Re- Rescue Mission, Astrobot Rescue Mission. That's what it is. Like that, the most like the the current Astrobot started with that. Uh, the same developer, and so like I'm, I, if I do pick this up at some point, I am uh, excited to play that game, and then maybe they'll come out with another Astro's Astrobot Rescue Mission two or something. You know, I don't know. Like I'm a, uh, I just am, am interested in that developer's other other work. So I'm really hoping the PSVR two takes off, not because I own the PS five, but. I want them to come out with good games for for like VR because like they'll directly translate to the other headsets. Totally. I mean, VR like it hasn't taken off the way that, uh, that I thought it probably would. Um, but you know, it's 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 trucking along. It hasn't gone away yet. <laughs> I think it's cool. It's a unique experience. But honestly, since I got like a Series S and Game Pass, I play Xbox way more. Yeah, because I mean, VR is like a whole thing. You got to like suit up. Totally. Like you're jumping into a Gundam and like, <laughs> and like, and like you said, like I, anytime I do it, I'm always, I always get done. I'm like, I don't like, I'm, I'm all kind of worn out or like, I'm all like, I, my, <laughs> my shoulders have been tense that time. Like it's, it's more of like a, a physical activity than gaming. So like, I feel like it's not like a, let me, let me, uh, you know, put on some VR and just relax a little bit and chill. Like it's more of like a, yeah. I'm gonna be, you know, on edge for for this gaming session. So I got that like Left for Dead like game. Ooh, in, on the Oculus. That sounds terrifying. I don't think I, I don't know if I want a a a VR version of Left for Dead. It's pretty cool. Is it good though? Like, is it, it does it is it is it frantic like running around like that sort of thing? I got it a couple months ago, and I played like a couple missions. And it seemed good, but I really, I think I'd really enjoy it if I had friends to play with. Yeah. That is the PlayStation VR 2 and all of those details. Well, Cody, thank you for being on the podcast this week in Chris's absence. Uh, no problem. Awesome. Like, uh, yeah, if you ever want to replace Chris, like, <laughs> as a fellow podcaster, as a brother, I could be your new brother. Like... <laughs> I've always wanted a brother. Like, well, how about this? How about you just like you're just you're you're now just the third brother. 
third, the third, the third. It's it's Chris, John, Cody. I don't want to. I, I want that second brother status. <laughs> <laughs> it could only be two. Well, that's it for this week. You can find us online at StandTargetPodcast.com. You can find me on uh, social at JohnWright777. And you can find Chris at ChrisWright250. Um, that's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.